You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Take Me Home, the show that helps a lonely animal have a second chance at a new life, a home, a family, someone to play with, and someone to love. Join host Susan Daffron as she talks to guests from animal shelters and rescues about some of their favorite adoptable pets. These pets might be diamonds in the rough that may have been overlooked, but still need a great loving home. We'll shine the light on these pets and share their personalities, quirks, and stories with you. The goal of Take Me Home is to promote happy adoptions. We'll showcase wonderful pets, tell stories, and even throw some pet education into the mix. So get ready to find out why the pet adoption option can be a great way to add a furry companion into your life. Here's your host, Susan Daffron. Welcome to Take Me Home on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Susan Daffron, the founder of the National Association of Pet Rescue Professionals. Thank you for listening. Today we have Sarah Quinn from the Mid-Atlantic Great Dane Rescue League. She'll be telling us about a dog named Lucy who's available for adoption. We'll be right back with Sarah and Lucy after these messages. Take Me Home. We'll be right back with more great stories of lonely pets in search of loving homes right after these messages. Stay tuned. Welcome to Personals.com. As a fellow cat owner, I know how finicky we are. From our friendships to our loves to just about everything, not any old website is going to satisfy us. Here at Personals.com, cat lovers from all walks of life can celebrate the photos, the stories, and videos of their beloved family member. And if you're single, here's your chance to meet someone who's perfect for you. Share your personality today for free. See you soon. Personals.com. That's P-U-R-R-S-O-N-A-L-S dot com. Finally, a place to meet that special person. Flight 291 is now boarding. All passengers, please proceed to gate four. And who's this traveling with us today? This is Bailey. She's never flown Midwest Airlines before. Hi, Bailey. (laughs) She'll be fine. We take special care of our traveling pets. In fact, our premier pet program was created by an employee and dog lover who believes that pets should be handled as precious cargo. And they are. Oh, and they earn travel rewards, too. Oh, good. Thanks for flying Midwest Airlines, Bailey. Enjoy your flight. Visit MidwestAirlines.com. Pets are part of the family, and when traveling with your dog, there's only one magazine to include when packing your doggy's duffel bag, and that's Fido-Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each bi-monthly issue includes hotel, city and state reviews, and doggy destinations to explore with your furry companion. Fido-Friendly magazine can be found at Borders, Barnes & Noble, PetSmart, Pet Boutiques, and Fido-Friendly hotels nationwide. Or you can go online to subscribe at www.fidofriendly.com. So get traveling with your pet today and leave no dog behind. And remember, Fido Friendly's the only magazine dedicated to the travel lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. Schools in session on Pet Life Radio with Teacher's Pet. 
Learn how to communicate with your pet, train your pet, and see the world from your pet's point of view. You may even learn a few tricks yourself. Teacher's Pet with pet expert and author Sarah Wilson. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Get ready to meet your future best friend. Take Me Home is back, and there's a pet waiting just for you. Welcome back to Take Me Home on Pet Life Radio. My name is Susan Daffron, and today I'm talking with Sarah Quinn from the Mid-Atlantic Great Dane Rescue League, which serves the seven states of the Mid-Atlantic region on the East Coast. We're going to be talking about a dog named Lucy. So, Sarah, thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, well, tell me a little bit about Lucy. I've looked at her picture, but um, I want to get your impression since you're her foster mom. Absolutely. Lucy, she is your typical Great Dane. She is a female, seven years old, which in Great Dane life, that's considered a senior. So she's a little older and laid back, but she does love to, you know, lean into you, and she's very affectionate, and um, she she always wants to be near you, um, very you know, loves to be around people, and, and very, she's very social with the people that she trusts. She wants to be around them as much as possible. But she's also very laid back and is quite content sleeping on the couch and, you know, enjoying her day that way. That sounds relaxing. So how long do Great Danes live? Um, your average lifespan of Great Danes is anywhere from 8 to 10 years. Um, However, there are some that, you know, get up into the 12 and 13 years old, um, and some due to the unfortunate circumstances of bloat, which is a serious condition that Great Danes can be prone to. Um, Unfortunately, sometimes we lose them at very young ages. But Lucy's very healthy. She eats a premium diet, and for her age, as much as she does love to lay on the couch, she loves to go on a walk and is really quite active. I've read very different age ranges. I know the Many larger dogs don't live as long as small dogs, but some Great Danes can live a surprisingly long time. So Yes, they can get up there in age sometimes. And, and when I take her to the vet, they, they tell me all the time, I can't believe she's seven years old, you know. <laughs> so she's definitely, she's definitely held up well for her age. Doesn't seem right. to have any arthritis or anything like that. She gets wow. up and down the stairs and does her thing. That's really good. I, I lived with a Great Dane years ago, and they can, just like a lot of other larger dogs, they can get arthritis sometimes. That's great that she's doing so well. So how did Lucy end up with you? Well, about three years ago, um, Lucy became the product of a a divorcing family, um, and the husband brought her up. She was originally down in, I believe, Georgia, and the husband brought her to the Virginia area, and he had a basement apartment where he couldn't keep her. Um, so she went to various friends of families, you know, that couldn't, she just sort of get to, getting passed around. Um, and ultimately, she ended up with the Rescue League, and she was in a, in a kennel for about two years. She, she does tend to have some socialization issues. I don't think she was socialized very well early on in life, and so it made her a little difficult because most people that want a dog already have a dog. Um, you know, dog lovers attend to think, you know, they get them in groups. It's not very often you see a person with just one one dog or one animal. 
Um, so she was a little harder to place, and she's been in the kennel, and ultimately it became sort of a perfect fit. I was single and didn't have any pets, so Lucy came to foster with me a little over a year ago, and it's really been wonderful. It was great for me to be able to, to bring her into a home so that she could know what a couch feels like and, you know, yeah. know good food and, and have a life inside the home and sort of understand home rules. So she's yeah. very house-trained and knows her house manners, and she's done really great. So do you know her background much? Like, I mean, is that how you know how, how old she is, or, or is it just kind of a guess where it, she had been passed around so much that you you really don't don't know? I mean, I know these things kind of turn into, for lack of a, a less punny word, but almost like a shaggy dog story where you <laughs> end up with so many so many people hearing the the story that i mean do you actually have like paperwork and vet records so that you know her background and her former owners or is it just one of those things where the friend you know three three friends down the road is ended up with Lucy and then you got her um well we've all obviously vetted her and have her vet records um I, we don't necessarily have anything before that we were told you know back three years ago that she was 4 years old so we had you know put it at an approximate seven now. Um, yeah. Not much history of her former life with the family that she was with. Um, just basically know that she came north with her, with the dad, the husband, and um, she came in and, and ended up with us. So Yeah, I actually, I'm one of those people that, you know, that doesn't have just one dog. <laughs> Gee, how unusual. Um, but uh, in some cases I did get the vet records from the former owner and in some cases I didn't so depending on yeah the so well in the case of divorces sometimes you know we're lucky that it's just one of those things and the best interest of the dog is at heart and so they you know they pass them on to rescue and give them the vet records and everything and sometimes yeah. it just ends up getting lost in the way you know yeah <laughs> now that goes okay so um tell me a little bit more about uh, Lucy's personality since She's your roommate, so you must know all about what she's like to live with. Yes, she is a dog that loves to come down to the door and greet you when you come in. Every day I come home, and if she's not up at the top of the sheet, she sort of comes barreling down to see me, and then she knows her routine. We, you know, we go outside right away and ready for her meal right after that, and so she, she definitely knows her routine and has her expectations in life. You know, as, her, as mom, it's like, okay, you know what you're supposed to do. Here I am, love on me. She's definitely sort of stuck to me like Velcro as soon as I come in the house. If I'm watching TV, she wants to, to be in the living room watching TV. Sometimes she'll bring me toys and she wants to play. And if I won't play with her, she'll play and throw the ball into the air herself. Some of the pictures on her website show she's jumping up and she loves her stuffed animals. And she'll toss them in the air. And we do get uh, zoomies, which I'm sure most animal lovers know about, especially with Great Danes. She, I call it the Lucy go round. My my living room's not that large, I, um, so she can only go so many, you know, so far in a circle. And it ends up that she sort of pivots on the back legs because there's just for 130 pounds of Great Dane, there's not a whole lot of room for her to do that, you know, zooming around in a circle in the living room. Yeah. So we have our Lucy go round in the evenings a lot, and she's uh, she loves to go up and down the stairs and barrel up and down you know, in the backyard, she'll go out and toss toys with me, and when we go on walks, it's actually a little embarrassing. When we go on walks, she will roll in the grass. She loves to just be on the back, on her back, rolling in the grass, and, and just rubbing, you know, all up and down in the green grass, and 
the cars are driving by, and I'm standing there with a dog on a leash, but she's on her back flipping up and down, you know, and people are looking at me going, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. But it's just, you know, that's how much she loves it. She goes out and just lives it up. She's very happy to be outside in the, in the fresh air, and we have a good time. We definitely have a good time. She's, she's definitely fun-loving and, and happy and so appreciative. It's I can tell that, you know, she's so happy to be in a home and be in a caring environment and, and um, having somebody that's taking care of her and somebody that she can connect with. It definitely, I think, has made a difference in her life. It does sound like that she's she's obviously really connected to you. Is she connected, I mean, does she feel that way about everybody, or is she more uh, discriminating? Some dogs are, you know, they have their people, but then other people they're not as excited about. Well, she is definitely... Um, she has definitely developed trust issues over the years, I think, being passed around, you know, and taking, I don't know how long she was in each home as she was passed around. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that she ever really had an opportunity to connect with someone in the past. And so now that we've had the year, um, and, you know, after the first few months, it was like, there, okay, there's that solid connection. Um, but when new people come in the house, she is very sort of, it has to be on Lucy's terms. You can't approach her. Um, you definitely have to let her approach you. And she has gotten used to the first couple of months that I had her with me. I was very sort of I was discriminating into who I would let into the house. You know, it was like okay, it needs to be a dog savvy person that's not going to think, okay, I'm great with dogs. I can just go and approach her. And so, but now I've got friends that come over, and and she's learned that okay, these good people are coming to the house. Mom wouldn't let somebody in if she didn't trust them. And so I just tell them, okay, stand back. She'll come to you when she's ready. When she does, you know that the door is open. And after that, she's obviously not as affectionate as she is with her foster mom, but she definitely wants to be as involved with everybody as I am and then still wants to be in that space with everyone. And so it just, it takes time and patience with her. Yeah, I know how that is, actually. One of my dogs is like that, too. She just, I mean, she's perfectly a friendly dog, and and she's just a goofball with us, but she's really Mm -hmm. just not that excited about new people coming into her world, and and it sounds like, you know, much like Lucy likes her routine and things like that. It's just kind of like some people really like their routine, you know? Absolutely. Well, after a life of instability, you know, I can totally understand not really being conducive to a whole lot of change. It's like, okay, I'm just ready to sort of settle into something and uh, and have that confidence every day that things aren't going to be, you know, my world's not going to be turned upside down. Exactly. Okay, well, we'll be back with Sarah Quinn from the Mid-Atlantic Great Dane Rescue League after these messages from our sponsors. Take Me Home, we'll be right back with more great stories of lonely pets in search of loving homes right after these messages. Stay tuned. Greetings, human. What planet am I on? Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. 
For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Ready to take a walk? Not just you, but your whole family. It's the 2008 Whisker Walk, Sunday, June 8th from 9 to 4 at the Lancaster Fairground in Lancaster, Massachusetts. Pet owners and animal lovers walk to lend a paw to benefit the animal shelters and pet charities they love. Come see exhibits, demonstrations, educational programs, special attractions, product giveaways, entertainment, auctions, raffles, food, fun, and things for adults and kids to see, do, and buy, both human and pet-related. Whisker Walk 2008, a fun day for everyone. For more information, log on to whiskerwalk.org. Fasten your seatbelts, put your seatbacks and sleeping pets in their full upright position, and prepare for takeoff. Pet Life Radio presents Travel Tales, the show where you'll get great travel ideas on perfect places for you and your pet. From Paris to paradise, south of the border to the South Seas, Travel Tales will give you cool tips on fun vacation destinations to travel with your pet, pet-friendly hotels, and advice on how to travel safely and happily with your furry best friends. So, get ready to pack the bags and the bones with your Travel Tales hosts, Susan Sims and Nicholas Veslowski, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Get ready to meet your future best friend. Take Me Home is back, and there's a pet waiting just for you. We're back with Sarah Quinn from the Mid-Atlantic Great Dane Rescue League, and I'm your host, Susan Daffron. Today we're talking about Lucy, who's a Great Dane that is up for adoption. Okay, Sarah, if you were able to describe the perfect home for Lucy, what would it be like? Um, It would definitely be somebody or a family that has some dog experience and a lot of patience. Lucy definitely needs the patience for somebody to take the time to understand her needs and, and her, the little things with having sort of a, a routine and, and consistency. Basically, it wouldn't be somebody that's just having a first dog to start off with. And that's not to say that that's a bad thing. Ultimately, it's just, I suppose, you know, at seven years old, being a senior, you're set, not totally set in your ways, but you have a way of life. And, and so we would definitely want to provide Lucy with a home with somebody that was able to understand that and, um, and be patient and understand that she's not going to be able to fit right into life right away. It has to be a partnership with the person that adopts Lucy and Lucy. So we wouldn't want something where she would be forced into uncomfortable situations right away or rushed too soon. 
we definitely, even though she's a little older, if somebody had some room to run, that would be fabulous. A fenced yard um, would be great. My yard is not too small, but it's fenced, and, and she does definitely like to run around. She is a runner. If I was a jogger, I'm sure she would go with me. Unfortunately, I don't exercise, so <laughs> we, we go on walks, but there's <laughs> that's as high yeah. of a speed as we get over here in at our house. <laughs> but um, no, she she's definitely a dog that, that needs a good, loving, consistent home, and preferably, probably best for her to be an only dog, unless it was somebody that perhaps was maybe a trainer and, and understood how to introduce dogs together well and, and took the time to socialize her with another dog. She's my only foster and the only four-legged creature in the house, and, and we do very well with that. Mm-hmm. And I think that works out really well for her. And unless it was you know, older children, I would say late teens, probably best to be in an, you know, as an only dog and, and not too many children. A single woman, it would probably be great. She's she's pretty protective of me. And living alone, I actually feel a lot safer in the house having her as a companion and somebody there that um, her love of, for me and being in the house, the two of us, you know, I think it's nice to sort of have her there and know that, okay, I'm not alone. I feel very safe with her. Yeah, I think that that's uh, one thing, too, that I'm thinking about is that actually Lucy outweighs me. So um, is that something to, something to take into consideration? I know you're saying that someone should have experience with dogs, which obviously I do, but what type of experience? I, I mean, from my experience, people who are used to working with dogs, it's sort of part of establishing, like you say, leadership and routine is that that I would assume is particularly important when a dog is really large. <laughs> right, absolutely, 100%. Um, you know, in this case, or in, in most cases with, with Great Danes, you know, size doesn't always matter. Sometimes they realize how big they are. Sometimes they want to sit in your lap. They think they're the size of a teacup poodle. And it's very funny to see. But in this case, leadership would be an important role to play. And size, unfortunately, Aunt Lucy doesn't weigh me. I wish I could say that. <laughs> I'm not too much bigger, though. But um, when we go on walks, she doesn't pull too much on the lead. Um, I use a gentle leader with her, and she's perfectly content on the leash walking. And we go out, and she's fine. And she she actually listens pretty well. She waits for her meals if I tell her to sit and stay. She won't eat her, eat her food until I tell her it's okay. When we go up and down the stairs, she will wait to be told to go up and down the stairs, as long as you're consistent with that. You know, the minute you kind of let it slide and say, okay, go ahead in front of me, then it's like, okay, the door's open. We're going <laughs> to, the door's been open for her to take the leadership role. But as long as you're consistent with it, I tell her to, you know, wait for me to go down the stairs first and through doors and off the couch or any. She's pretty smart, and she'll listen to you um, as long as you maintain that consistency and the leadership role so that she doesn't have to think about it and stress about it once you maintain that, that order of, of life that you know, you're going to make the decisions for her. I think that's really important with, uh, with rescue dogs in per- particular. They really, because their life has been disrupted so much, they really thrive on that kind of structure and, and knowing that someone's in charge type of thing. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Um, For people who don't know what a gentle leader is, could you explain what that is? Some people get concerned and they think that it's a muzzle, which that would actually prohibit the dog from from opening its mouth too far. Um, A gentle leader is 
instead of a traditional leash where you clasp on the collar and the dog has the ability to use most of its front body strength and muscle to pull forward and pull on the leash, the gentle leader just is a little sort of strap that goes over the muzzle um, and connects down under the chin and then a strap that connects to where you would put a traditional leash. Um, it also snaps behind the ears. So it creates sort of a, if you're looking from a profile of a dog, it creates sort of a V that runs along the muzzle and back up behind the ears. And all it does is really allows you to maintain more of the strength. I guess it would be a matter of physics, really. Um, when she, if she were to pull, it would ultimately sort of lead her head to the left or the right or down as opposed to allowing her to pull me forward and to pull us forward as a unit. It gives me more of a, a strength over her mm-hmm. in terms of walking. I've used gentle leaders for a long time, and, and I've compared it to a, uh, a horse halter because you don't lead a 2,000-pound animal around by its neck like you do a dog. So, And another thing I've read about gentle leaders is that they actually seem, in some dogs, some dogs can't handle them, but some of them really, it's like the magic thing because it can hit an acupressure point, I think, on their, on their nose, which actually calms them down. Yeah, that's funny that you say that. I was actually going to mention that, that somebody had mentioned to me that it was an acupressure point yeah. on their, right there, just in, sort of just in front of their eyes on their muzzle. And to some degree, it depends on the dog, because like I have one dog for which the gentle leader is like a miracle. You put it on her and, you know, spaz dog calms down. It's bizarre. But another one of my dogs just thinks it's the most irritating thing ever. And so <laughs> I use a different yeah. type of of collar for her, but uh, it, it's just more proof that dogs are individuals. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes I do catch Lucy uh, trying to rub it in her head and when we're on our back in the grass here, you know, rolling around embarrassing me in our walks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, she does, I do see her kind of wiggle her head in the grass like, okay, you know, this is a little uncomfortable, but ultimately she, uh, she, you know, she tolerates it and we mm-hmm. go and and we have, you know, pretty pleasant walks and around the neighborhood. Well, and actually, I think that a lot of dogs just get used to it. it you know, it, if it means walks, then it's a good thing. You know what I mean? And I don't think that they're uncomfortable. I've never gotten that impression. It's just that my experience is that if you, you know, you kind of need to introduce it gently, and I think some of it has to do with the shape of their head as to whether it's really how well it works. Yeah, well, some of them have the jowls that sort of hang down, and if it's, you know, <laughs> try and get that exactly. right fit, it's like you're kind of squishing their lips up. <laughs> I don't think they would work for, like, bulldogs either. I don't know. I never really thought about that before, but all my dogs have long noses, you know? Exactly. Yeah, there's times when, you know, Lucy, it's, she'll be sitting at the top of the stairs, and I'll say, come on down, and she'll look at me, and all I have to do is kind of pull that leash out of the hiding spot. Oh, okay, you know. Yeah. Generally, sit right down and yeah, go ahead, put that thing on. No problem. We're going to go outside, so we'll you know we we're good. <laughs> well, does Lucy have any types of quirks or habits that a new owner would need to know about? Um, ultimately, she prefers comfort more than anything. So I do keep the bedroom doors closed because any opportunity for her to get her big behind in my bed, she will. Um, even though we have done some work to uh, to basically just discourage it. Now we go ahead and just close the door and it no longer is an option. I've come home and I hear just a thunk thunk and I realize, oh, she was on the bed. I must have left the door open today. 
So, you know, she would like a bed if she could get it. I do allow her on the couch, so that's one of those things that, um, you know, it's a preference matter. However, as, as smart as she is and, you know, she really is obedient with, with the right trust level and the right comfort and the right person, I tell her to, to jump off the couch, you know, she's, she's all for it. Whatever goes in terms of your life, you know, as long as she has a, a good substitute on the floor, if she has her own pillow, you know, that's where she would go. That's her space. You know, yeah. whatever you create for her, she's usually pretty conducive to. And like I said, you know, it can be a little intimidating with 130 pounds bounding down the stairs at you when you when you <laughs> encourage that walk. You pull that leash out, and it's like, ooh. So just know that she will come full force down the stairs. That's how excited she gets about walks and going outside. You know, we have some Jack Russells next door to us, four of them, in fact. And so she will, you know, bark at them. But for the most part, she's not a big barker. She'll be at home most of the time. And, and for, as far as I know, the neighbors have told me she, they don't ever really hear her. And it's one of those real hollow wolves, so nobody really seems to mind when she does. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, she's, um, she's a really smart girl, and you just have to, to read her signs. I know there's one thing that she doesn't like, and if she's laying on a blanket, she doesn't really like it being pulled out from under her, but I suppose I wouldn't really like that either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of rude. I mean, I know. <laughs> well, she's kind of, you know, giving me a little vocalization on that one. It was like, ah, oh, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah. So, so I, I don't know. Did you say whether or not she gets along with cats? I don't. I am severely allergic to cats. So oh, so you don't know. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't really tested that theory, but ultimately, I would think with the the barking at the Jack Russells, things that are smaller than her, things closer to her size would be a little easier to to go through the the socialization and do that sort of thing. But no, I would I would think no on the cat. She's our special girl. We got to find the right home for her. So, well, she sounds wonderful, and um, I'm kind of wondering how you're going to be able to give her up. <laughs> you know, I. Somebody kind of laughed at me today, and they said, there's no way. And I said, well, you know, if it's the right home for her, how can I say no? So we're all out to do what's best for them. I know. I'm sort of half serious there. This is exactly why I can't do foster care. I know this about myself. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's disturbing, but true. It's like I have four dogs, and uh, if I did foster care, I would have more dogs, and, and my <laughs> husband would kill me, so that would be bad. Um, <laughs> yes, we want you around to continue this wonderful radio show. I appreciate yeah, right. you having us. I mean, this is such a wonderful opportunity, and I, I can't thank you enough. And on behalf of the Mid-Atlantic Great Dane Rescue League, we, you know, we're just so appreciative of, of these efforts. Well, I'm really thrilled to have you here, and we are actually out of time, so I'd like to thank you for being here and our producers for making this show possible. Could you actually give me your website address so I get it correctly so that people want to find more, find out more about Lucy and look at her pictures? Do you know what Absolutely. Yeah, it's, well, we're the Mid-Atlantic Great Dane Rescue League, and our website is the acronym, so it's okay. www.magd rl.org. And if you go on the left side to adoption, they'll have available dogs. And Lucy, they're in alphabetical order by name at the bottom and by picture at the top. So you can find her in her pink t-shirt at the top and the name Lucy down at the bottom. (laughs) Okay, that's great. 
If you are involved in rescue, you can check out all the great benefits you can receive as a member of the National Association of Pet Rescue Professionals at www.naprp.com. And if you would like to feature your pets on Take Me Home, just click the contact link on our site to get in touch with us. Transcripts of this show or any other show on the Pet Life Radio Network are available at PetLifeRadio.com. Just click the Take Me Home link to get to our show. If you have any questions or comments about this show, you also can email me at SusanD at PetLifeRadio.com. So, until next time, if you or anyone you know is considering getting a pet, please consider the adoption option and save a life. When you're looking to add a pet into your life, Consider adopting a homeless animal from your local shelter or rescue group. Whether you want a kitten, puppy, or a more mature pet, a purebred or a one-of-a-kind mixed breed, even a rabbit or hamster, your shelter has the best selection of animals anywhere, all screened for good health and behavior. PetLifeRadio.com presents Take Me Home with your host, Susan Daffron. Join us each week as we showcase wonderful pets, tell stories, and even throw some pet education into the mix. So get ready to find out why the pet adoption option can be a great way to add a furry companion into your life. Take me home every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.